Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm Lily. We are so happy that you're here. Here at HBC, we believe that we can dream big because we serve a big God. And it doesn't matter what your past may look like, you still have a bright future. So open up your heart and receive. Won't you turn your Bibles, if you have them, over to Luke, the first chapter. Now, this is not a Christmas message. But I'm going to be dealing with a story that we hear sometimes around the Christmas season. In the book of Luke, you'll find that in this chapter that the, the angel Gabriel had been sent by God to a virgin, Mary, who would be the mother of Jesus. He would be the Savior of the world, fully God, fully man. Now, in order for this to be, he would have Mary as his mother and God as his father. Also, the angel told her that her cousin Elizabeth, which was already past the, the childbearing age, and she was considered barren, would also have a son, and his name was John the Baptist. Now, when the, when the angel came to Mary, Mary posed a question. Has, has God ever told you something that was going to happen, and you go, how's that going to be? How in the world is that going to be? I want to help you with something. Sometimes when we ask those questions, we've been taught that we shouldn't ask God questions, and so therefore we feel like, that we are questioning God, we feel like that we haven't fully trusted God, and we feel like that our faith is lacking. I propose the thought to you tonight that if you read your word and you stay in tune with God, that God might bring something to your thought processes sometime that you don't have a clue of how it's going to happen, but for you to ask God a question is not doubting Him. And it's not a lack of faith. Because here's the question that Mary asked in Luke 134. She said, how will this be since I'm a virgin? This question was not a lack of faith. It was a lack of understanding. Sometimes we need to get into God's Word. When He gives us revelation about something, we just need to get into His Word and ask Him for understanding. How in the world can I be healed, God? I've been given a terminal illness, and they say that I'll never get better. But the Word of God helps me understand that He goes past the boundaries of man. He goes past the boundaries of the flesh. He goes past the boundaries of medicine. He goes past the boundaries of not being able to acquire or get what the, the Lord says we can get by earthly means. But I can do all things, how? Through Christ. See, one of the things I think that church, not just high praises, but church in general, in the kingdom is lacking is understanding that God is all in all. I think that we have, have figured things out so much that we think we've got Him figured out. And God, in fact, is infinite. He's never 
beginning and he's never ending. To my earthly mind, that goes poof. He is omniscient. He knows everything. So he knew everything about my great-grandfather, Miles Browning. And he'll know everything about my great-great-grandchildren if the Lord tarries. Jack Midkiff, the fifth or sixth. I don't know what that will be. Speaking in that into existence. How is that? Because my earthly mind don't understand that. But when I get into the Word and I seek God's understanding, I can then begin to see in the spirit realm that He always was and always will be. And He knows everything about everyone that ever has been or ever will be because He's all-knowing. A lot of times we don't understand how God is to accomplish His purposes because God who made the laws of nature we forget I think that he can bend the laws of nature God can heal the sick God can raise the dead God can drive out darkness out of your life God who makes the weather can command it to stop at his will God can multiply fishes and loaves out of thin air God can save the world. And I got good news for you. He has. Through the willing sacrifice of His one and only Son, Jesus Christ, who was in very nature of God, fully God and fully man. See, those who have given their lives to Christ don't just pray a prayer for once. All to be saved and, and then go, well, you know, that's, that's good and... And I'm not, I'm not talking about doctrine here, so don't, don't get off on that. I'm talking about the sign. I believe that, that the sign of a true child of God is that you're not just someone that said a prayer and you are, but you're a, a disciple ever learning and ever yearning and ever becoming the very heart of God. We become students of Jesus and servants of God. See, I believe God will command us and sometimes what He desires for His glory and our good will seem impossible just like it did to Mary. God, help my understanding. In verse 137, it says, For nothing. When, God, when, when Mary asked the question, How in the world can this be? In verse 34. In verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. And our response should be exactly what Mary's was in verse 38. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. I want to break down that verse 37 real quick. For nothing. And of course, I'm using the ESV version simply because I like how it says what it says. There is absolutely nothing that God is unable to do. You say that, I say that. Do we believe that? If you believe that, fear will not be in the equation. If you believe that God is able to do anything... And there is nothing that God is unable to do. We will not have fear. It would have seemed that to pardon 
sinful man would be one of the, the things that would be impossible. For he will not defy his own justice and holiness. God will never contradict himself. God will never contradict what he, what he says in his word. A lot of people say, I'm looking for new revelation, new revelation, new revelation. Do you understand what that truly is? Is new revelation of a word that's already been said. New to us because we haven't yet stepped into it. Not new to God. Has it ever occurred to you that nothing occurs to God? The only reason that He cannot is that He will not. Because he owes to the perfection of his own nature and character the solidity of his word. But we're called to forgive. Why? Because God is God of justice and he makes things right. And he even managed to forgive sinners by the incredible sacrifice of his own son, which was his own self. Why? So that nothing would be impossible. So that there would be nothing. That scripture says, for nothing, and then it goes on to the next part, will be impossible. You know, we are a church that believes in the now, right? Now faith is. I have, his, I have his power now. I have healing now. But in this scripture, it's interesting to me that it says, For nothing will be impossible. Will be rather than is. Here's my belief. If you don't agree with this, it's your prerogative. Here's my belief. This shows that there is much to do in the course of the redemptive history of the church. Our job is not finished. As long as we're here, the Holy Spirit remains. See, I, I don't preach a lot on end times. I don't preach a lot about rapture. I know that people say the word rapture is not in the church. And there's premillennial, postmillennial, all millennial. I personally am pan-millennial. Be saved and it'll all pan out in the end. But here's why I believe that this says, that the, the angel said... Nothing will be impossible is because this shows that there is so much to do by the church in the course of redemptive, redemptive history for humanity. There are still chapters to be written by the church on this earth and then it comes the fulfillment of all the word of God. We have work to do. Jesus said it is finished, but we have work to do. And then the last part of that scripture says, with God. Gabriel said, with God. He might as well said, for God, 
but he said with God. Why, why is that important, Pastor? Now, of course, God can do all things. But here, maybe we are to understand that with Him, we can be sure that anything He calls us to according to His will, we can do as we abide in Him. In so many scriptures, the word abide is in there. I think it's so important to understand what abiding means. Abiding means you stay in the, in the desire and will of God no matter what everybody's doing around you. You abide. You abide no matter what the political uh, um, climate is in America. You abide no matter what the world politics is. You abide. You stay. You abide no matter if you feel good or you don't feel good. I've heard this phrase a lot in the last few months. That's weird. Guess what? Suck it up, buttercup. There's a lot of things that's weird on this earth. But we still abide in what we know is right. There's a lot of things weird to me. It's weird to me that women are the ones that ride side saddle. That's weird to me. If you ask me, we should be the one. Men should be the one riding side saddle. That's weird. If you got kids in here, you can explain that at home. There's lots of things weird, but we abide no matter what comes our way. Why? Because He never changes. I'm in Him. He's in us. I have power to do all things, even if things around me are not the way I understand them. John 15, 5. And I'm almost finished for the night. We can do as we abide in Him. Why? Because He said in the Word, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Can I be honest with you? There's a lot of people wondering why that their life is swirling out of their control. Because <laughs> they're not abiding. When you abide and you stay in Him. We can do nothing apart from Him. But we can do anything with Him and in Him. That scripture, one more time, is for nothing will be impossible with God. Guys, nothing is impossible with God. You know what we got to do? We got to get out of the flesh. It's amazing to me that I look around and I see what God is doing. And He's doing it through the ministry of High Praises Church because there's so many people in this church, no matter what comes or goes, there's so many people that abide. They stay. 
they just stay focused. And as long as you do that, I praise this church. As long as you do that, kingdom of God, you're going to be blessed. You're going to see, you're going to see great things happen because nothing. When, when, when Gabriel came to Mary, it was like, what? I've not been with a man. How can I bear a child? There's times that I think, what? How can we build a, 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 a body, a church body in another city, another multiple cities around there? What? How can we do this? And how? It's not for me to understand the how. It's to understand that I serve a God that if He says it, He will do it every time. It's not that I have to understand the physical part of it. Mary probably never understood the physical part of it. She probably never understood the physical part of her actually bearing a child. But she was willing to trust God. You may never understand the physical part of what God has promised you. But if you will trust God and abide in Him. And not be separated by someone doing this over here. Someone doing that over there. Someone calling this meeting. And someone having that lunch. No, no, no. It's not about that. It's about staying in the Word and staying in Him. Knowing what your Word is. Knowing what your call is. Staying right there and watching God do the impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Thank you so much for watching this sermon. We hope it encouraged you. Check out more of Apostle Jack's sermons to stay encouraged throughout the week. We also do live streams on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday night chapels at 6.30. We would love for you all to stay connected. So go like and follow all of our socials. Life is so beautiful with Jesus and community. So, so join, join the, the fam! fam.